Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Killer Instinct Podcast. Welcome to the Killer Instinct Podcast. What is the Killer Instinct? Well, we can find out. I want you to find out. We can find out how you get it, what to do with it, when you get it, and if you don't have it, how to apply it to your life. All right? All right? All right. (laughs) So, y'all know that I have a very esteemed co-host with me today. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all yeah. give it up for Brother Omar Al Assad, aka Omar One Hundred. One Hundred, son. What's good? What's good? What's good? Brother, brother Omar. Uh, uh how, how 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 we dealing with these lockdowns and and shit? So, bro, I like a runaway slave right now, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I playing tag with the police right now. Wait, what? <laughs> Mother sick, man. Boy, like yo, and 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 the thing I don't get about that, right? Uh huh. We wake from what March, right? Uh-huh. But they doing roadblocks for fucking what? Wait, I was I was almost angry to see a roadblock, but what they asking them, bro? I about to go straight Karen on these people, bro. <laughs> excuse me, uh, excuse me. Wait, let me see your supervisor. <laughs> I need to see a supervisor. I need to see a supervisor. <laughs> God damn it! Straight away. I was what? Wait, I, what they asking the people? Where you going? Nick, what you think? <laughs> if I go on a party, right. I can tell you. <laughs> 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 I, I, but anyway, anyway, before we get upset, uh-huh. let's introduce our special guest today. Our special guest today, all the way from New Providence, is a professional. Uh, is it three or four time world champion, sir? Oh, stop that. Four. Four time right. world champion. Huh? We believe in giving people their flowers when they are alive. So, first of all, Let's welcome to the Killer Instinct podcast, Brother Giovanni Mo Fire Johnson. Give it up. So, Brother Mo Fire, how are things going with you, yeah. sir? Boy, I ain't gonna lie, it's rough. It is very rough being an athlete right now. Yeah. I, I'm not a buddy heel, I'm not a miller. <laughs> I'm stuck in the bombers. You know what I mean? They they away they their box access to all that gyms and training equipment, like all the gyms over at Lowe's, all the facilities for training over at Lowe's. And uh, to make matters worse, they just shut down retail bakeries. So I, I technically got a job until further notice. Wow, wow Dread. Oh so man. And 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 then yep. they 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 restricting y'all to you guys wake out in your yard, which in pretty much. And I, I, bro, these Nassau niggas wild. <laughs> I saw a video. Of these Nassau niggas wild. There was like two hundred of them in a party. Bro. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but when mother said I saw that, I, that was what being down or something. I was like, but y'all niggas is the coolest. But they ain't helping this lock. Well, I mean, I don't know to be honest if the lockdown is the best thing. But these niggas ain't helping. But they they ain't having it. They, they, I don't. They, they, they don't give two kinds of shit on this they road. They ain't having it. <laughs> they just bait. Fuck that nigga, baby. We gang, we on this road, you gang. See where they shoot the robber right. um, for for the baby come to rob with the water place or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Niggas take all they they COVID nineteen lockdown everything all they stress they had on them they take it out. Not a sick boy. Bro. Right. They're seeing a dime to be robbing no one. No, I can imagine like like you say you you got this pent up energy you ain't training right now. You say they close, out, like they you close the bedroom. everyone. Yep. You catch somebody right now, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you have to look at it. You have to look at it from a 
uh, ambothic, you know, mm-hmm. mind. Everyone feeling it right now. The only people who ain't feeling it right now is freaking uh, the politicians and the ad families of, of the Bahamas, the Hall of Westcos and the freaking, you know, the, the, all the, them the, big the Kellys and the, the, yeah, the, the Pritchards and right. all that shit. Mm-hmm. Boom. They ain't feeling it. No. Me, you, y'all, everyone else who out of a job right now, which is pretty much almost the entirety of the Bahamas, like, we feeling it because we done top into our savings. I would imagine, Brother Mofile, uh, NIB ain't kicking yet. Oh, NIB. I ain't even, wait, <laughs> I sad thing is, sad thing is, I had a luck because uh, I had a job. I was, Pretty much, I was working through most of this. I was working through most of this. Bakeries mm-hmm. were allowed to be open most mm-hmm. of this. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't up until last week when they said they closed down Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, no retail bakery can be open. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well, can you go? Wow. <laughs> this is. Wow. This this the, this the straw right here, my boy, because at least I had that. Uh, yeah. First, it was Messiah, so they take away. No mm-hmm. personal training. I can't train anyone they mm-hmm. take that away like, well, so i decided my job to rely on and it's like all right cool whatever so why not and then all of a sudden it's like well you can't work either it's just like well what am i supposed to do boy what am i supposed to do right now only thing I can be done. the thing is the only thing people doing right now is spending money yes bro yeah that's it that's it everyone literally just spending money with no no idea when they can get this money back that's when they can be able to that's all we allowed to do. Yeah. And there could come a point in time where people just ain't got nothing to spend. So I can let you know, nah, don't come knocking on my door talking with you trying to rob Jill. Like you can get everything. Everything I help you. But <laughs> <laughs> guess what? You, we might okay. be you we might be laughing, right? But that's real fucking yeah, talk, my nigga. Laughing not to cry. <laughs> boy, <laughs> but guess what? Exactly. exactly. Don't laugh, it, you can cry. Boy, if, if 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 I turn on the news one day and I hear International world champion Giovanni Johnson and fuck somebody up. I, I completely understand. <laughs> Strangles man for seven minutes straight. <laughs> Not a chance of air. Why? Well, you know what? Let's let's uh let's move ahead with, with the questions. Uh but we we be glad to know that you are at least um alive and okay, so yeah man, yeah man. <laughs> okay. So Today's topic is anatomy of a fight. And it is fitting that we are speaking to a four-time world champion on such a topic. So, first question for you, Brother Mofayo, is what we like to ask everyone that comes through on this podcast. When you hear the term killer instinct, what does that mean to Mofayo? Ah. For me, that's uh, the mentality is a finishing mentality. Mm-hmm. You are going inside the ring, especially seeing as though, you know, I'll, I'll talk to you from a fighter's perspective. Mm-hmm. You're going inside the ring with the only thing on your mind is victory. That's it. Mm-hmm. You are going to do what it takes to get that W. Not only that, like, when you get inside there, certain things become instinctive. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're you're lining up your shots. You're making your shots count. You're not wasting movement. Mm-hmm. You know you're you're efficient as you possibly could be. Mm-hmm. So that, that's how I see it. That's being a killer instinct. Okay. All right. All right. Um, 
But Al-Assad, but how do you feel about what Brother Mufai just said? I mean, after having, you know, a couple of guests on here, um, we've heard different people describe it. Mm-hmm. And I feel that's what, I mean, technically he uses it practically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would think for him, if that's what he says it is, that's what it is for him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, he said he got that, you have that the focus. I think like yeah. he, he's talking about that mind-body connection when you get that mm-hmm. focus, you mm-hmm. know, when them slips coming in, you know, like you could almost read the opponent as yeah, well. Yeah. And you could feel everything yeah. right. And you got just that right moment. Yeah. He talked about that exact right moment, I believe. But um, you have other people, they say other stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? But I, if he says that's what it is, he mm. got if, the experience. If, <laughs> that's what it is, bro. If, 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 if you like it, you love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but having a, a, a combat background yourself, uh-huh. was there a lot of similarities for you in... Or can you see a lot of similarities in what he's saying? The killer instinct for me more so is the is the mindset. Mm. He was talking about the moment, okay, which okay. I, I think is well. Like mm-hmm. once you find yourself in that moment, mm-hmm. it's either I don't know if you've seen like Gladiator where they put the thumb up or the thumb, thumb down. down yeah. and you got to go thumb down every time, right? <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, but when it's the mindset, meaning that like on an everyday, mm. you know. I got this goal in mind. Mm-hmm. I got to go get it. So it, for us, it was like morning training. Mm-hmm. And uh, people can attest to this, people who were there, other boxers. When we were in Cuba training, and we'd have to wake up seven. Mm-hmm. Me and a couple of teammates, we wake up at five. Mm-hmm. We go running, finish running, and then go train with the Cubans. Because it's like we had so much ground to make up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and just finding that that focus to do that mm-hmm. I think almost like that as well could you know that you could that doesn't make you have a killer instinct mm-hmm. but you have to have the killer instinct to do something like that ah okay all right all right um with can we all agree that having the killer instinct in a fight situation not necessarily just sport competition mm-hmm. but just in general um can we all agree that it is advantageous to have that same mindset throughout all aspects most, of your life. Most definitely. Yeah, definitely. Most, most. That's it's a go-getter attitude. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not gonna make any excuses. You realize that everything is literally up to you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that's why I like. I don't care what anyone says. Combat sports is the purest form of competition. Mm-hmm. It's you against someone else. Mm-hmm. No one to rely on. Even your corners, you really can't rely on your corners because your corners aren't in there with you. Ah. So even when they're screaming stuff at you, you know better. They mm. may scream it for you to do a job <laughs> and a cross, but they're not realize they're saying one, two, one, two, one, two, and you sitting there's like, Yeah, no, Dre. No. I see that round. I see that <laughs> I see the counter. I see the counter that he's just waiting on. This dude just waiting on me to throw this. So like it's just you. Uh, it's man versus mm. you break it down to this man versus whatever mm. or right woman versus whatever that's yeah. all it breaks down to mm. the amount of observers and cornermen and and spectators I hear saying why doesn't he listen to his corner bro when you <laughs> in there when you in, when you in there it's a Boy. whole different Boy. story bro like yeah, 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 yeah. Your coach might be like, yeah, job, slip the job. Throw the th-. Bro, every time he hit me with this punch, it feel like mm-hmm. I could die. So <laughs> we can do something else right now. Exactly. We can, we can win this fight, but not like that. Because I made it. Rocket, to, to, my partner, Mike Berry. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Remember? All right. He said it the best. I, I don't care what no one says. He said it the best. He's sitting there. He's like, you're inside the ring. 
you've been training for however long, and the person across you've been training for however long, and y'all in there, and you're calling them in, it's like, oh, you got to be, you know, and everyone's tentative. I'm tentative. He's scared to move. I'm scared to move because mm-hmm. I don't want to get hit. Yeah. He doesn't want to get hit. Yeah. All right? And he's like, you got to go for it. Go for it. It's like, no, no, you <laughs> go for it. You know, you know, inhale. It's easy. And that's another thing, too. From the outside looking in, yep. it's easy. Yeah. It's I, easy to shout from the outside looking in. But when you have that pressure on you, boy, when you're boy. in there, it's different. I, 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 you know what? I never quite understood why it never clicked in people's mind as well. If me and Geo square off, right? Uh. We got both of our corners. Geo's corner saying one two one two, motherfucker! I can hear you too. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so, so come on now, yeah. you don't. Even though I may not necessarily know what one two is, I know something is no, coming. No, but if they did it and it was a language I could understand, mm. normally I do what the corner would say. Yes, what their corner would say. Mm. And once I started doing that, the corner would just stop speaking. <laughs> right. So yeah. I, I do like for yeah. me, it was a lot of men, it's a lot yeah. of mental warfare in that, yeah. in that ring. So yeah. once they say, all right, if they say one two. One two hook, slip the mm. hook, do it. I do exactly, exactly. what they say. <laughs> slip the hook. I'm not throwing that hook. <laughs> I'm not throwing that no more. That was that was that was two minutes ago. Are we done. <laughs> that chapter's over. Close that. Close, close the book. Yeah, close, close the book. Close that book, over. Yeah, make a new book right now. <laughs> that, that ain't coming no more. <laughs> Throw that playbook out the window. No, nah, yeah, but like, and then like, like I said. Like I'm at, like I remember being away, and I'd have either the at the time the boxing president or even the boxing doctor come to me. Why don't you fight like this? Mm. Why don't you do this? Mm. Why don't you do that? Nigga, you used to be a boxer. Why didn't you, you do, do that? Ah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Go go ahead. You know what it is, too? Like, sorry to cut you off. No, 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 Even no. As, as coaches, as coaches, we get... Because I can only take someone as far as I've gone. Mm-hmm. And I can only teach them what I've experienced and what I do. Mm-hmm. All right? Now, because we only have our own, own perspective, they only have their own perspective of it. They mm-hmm. want you to do it like, oh, they know how to do it. Mm-hmm. All right? And that, that's a that's a habit that a lot of coaches. I was like, oh, why don't you do it like this? It's like, look, I'm taller than you are, so I'm not exactly. going to fight like you are. I'm shorter exactly. than you are, so I'm not going to fight like you. Mm-hmm. I'm not as fast as you, so I can't do certain things. Mm-hmm. I'm not as strong as you, so I can't do certain things. So it all comes down to catering your fighting style to mm-hmm. you as an individual. Exactly. Uh, yes. A lot of coaches. Mm-hmm. That's a detriment of a lot of coaches mm-hmm. to be. Honest. Exactly. You see, top tier coaches, mm-hmm. top like Sam uh, Jackson. Jackson, Winkle, John, all them stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they suit their training for their fighter. Exactly. They know they try to the fighters' strong points on their weak points. Mm-hmm. Their job is to make their weak points stronger. Mm-hmm. All right, and make their strong points even stronger. Yes, mm-hmm. but it's not to get them to fight a certain way. It's to get them to fight the what's best, best way the way that's best for them. Mm-hmm. All right, and all that boils down into. That killer instinct. Yes. You right. have to know who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As a fighter, you have to know who you are, you know, when you get inside the ring. You can't be like, oh, well, my opponent doing this, so I get changed. No, mm-hmm. no. Your goal is to get your opponent mm-hmm. to fight how you want him to fight. Ah. Definitely. Fighting is the best truth teller. Yes. The greatest truth it's teller. Ever. If you feel like you're a bad man, <laughs> It will show you. Get inside. Get, get the ring. Get I the feel ring. like I'm the strongest puncher. We can <laughs> see. Okay. I feel like I can take we a can punch. See. We can we see. see. Like it's a truth teller, so yep. you can't go in there and fake. Nope. Mm-hmm. 
I think I fast. Let's see if you fast. So, in addition to that, too, right? I think all of us could remember the very first punch we took mm-hmm. in our first professional fight. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, bro. I, I, remember, <laughs> like, I remember back in how much is this? But he was like, must be 2,000, bro. Like, mm. I remember when this dude, we was like the same age, but he was like six foot one, bro. Mm. I remember like, I remember that first, I remember everything about that first round. Yeah. I remember this dude. I was like, what? Like, it's not like training. Mm. It ain't like sparring. No. That first fight is a whole different story. You don't even know how to breed properly. Nope. <laughs> nope. You take, you get that first dump. Yeah, what? Listen, what? Like, listen, my, <laughs> when you get that first head, wow! And, it, it, and then somehow it clicks in your mind. Oh, fuck. Like, oh, no. Yeah, it's like, real. Buddy, <laughs> real talk, babe. I remember like the, the 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 thirty minutes leading up to before the fight. Mm. I didn't want like people like listen to some music. No, I'm straight. I mm. uh, do this. No, I'm straight. I pee like 40 times. I pee like 40. But the thing about that is people always say, no, you shouldn't fail. I think that fear keeps you, mm-hmm. that keeps you oh, in it. That's yeah. how adrenaline, that fear. Because once, once yeah. I got in the ring though, mm-hmm. once you hit that ring, like once I get in the ring mm-hmm. and me and that dude in the ring, the bell don't even ring yet. Mm-hmm. That fear is gone. Yeah. And I think gone. that's that mm-hmm. killer instinct right there. Yes. Because if you don't have it, you gone, bro. You, you can fall. Yeah, you can, you can fall, fall quick. <laughs> you can fall. But that right there, bro, like, yeesh. <laughs> Brother Gio, I, I, wanna, I want you to take us back to your very first fight. Tell us, like, what was the emotions leading up to it? What was your mindset? And then you got actually in the ring and the fight now, started. Uh... Let's see now, because I remember my first fight. One of my first fights was with uh, Avery. I forget Avery's last name, mm. but he's a, he's a, I don't even know what to call it. He's a Taekwondo, you know, yeah. practitioner. Mm-hmm. And I had gone to school with him, so I was pretty familiar with him, but competition was different. So I probably won't even use this fight. Okay. The first real, real fight, the first real, real fight I had mm. was at uh, Beaumont at Atlantis. I remember that. All right. I had fought, what's his name? Uh, Antonez Hicks? Hicks, yes. Boom. And I was in there for the first time with someone, because I was still young. I wasn't super young, but I was young enough to be like mindful of how old, how much older people were than me. Mm-hmm. You know, be like, what a second dude got airs on me, but like he he's stronger, he's been doing this longer. Mm-hmm. And the first kick that he landed, I was like, what? the hell is this? <laughs> like, oh, we and it was frustrating to me. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> not, only that, not only that, what people don't understand is, and I tell them all the time, I was like, but sparring in, in practice and in training is not the same. No, no Nowhere not. close to the oh, same. Oh, no, no, no. actual fight. There aren't any, no one's going to stop and ask you, hey, but you, you are right. I need to tone it down a little bit. Nah, nah it's all motivated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This boy, like, he just was laying in with the kicks, laying in with the kicks. And the only thing I could do was endure. <laughs> That's the only thing I could do. Because he was so good mm. at keeping a distance. You know, and I was, I was fairly green. I was very green. Mm. He was so good at keeping distance, I couldn't get in to mm. do anything that was, I was good at. No boxing, nothing. Mm. And it wasn't until he got tired. And as soon as, as soon as, as soon as this nigga put his foot down and 
take his deep a deep breath, I was all over him. Oh yeah. So I, I, remember, all over him. I, was I, I remember that. I have a question. So in and what 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 style of fighting is this at this time? This was um uh, that was MMA. That was Sanda. That was a Sanda. No, that one was a Sanda. No, that was a Sanda fight. Yeah, that was a Sanda In Sanda, like, cause in bo- like, like I said, I came from when I talk about the amateur days. Like mm-hmm. when you first start, even until you become open, mm-hmm. open. I think in where I started, I started boxing in Chicago. So mm-hmm. I think when you become open is after ten fights. Okay. Your first ten fights, they're matching you against somebody who is equally as matched. If I have two fights, mm-hmm. they're yep. looking for a guy with three fights or one fight. Mm-hmm. If I have Stop. five fights, they're looking for a guy with five fights. Until mm-hmm. I reach ten fights, and they're gonna we I fight a dude with two hundred fights, three hundred fights, it don't matter. Yeah. Once you reach the open weight class, yep. the open class, is yep. it the same? Was it the same for that? Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, nope. No, no, no. I didn't expect it. Not a fucking, not nope. a fucking leg like it. Nope. You, you can punch and kick. Like you can punch and kick. Because even, because watch this. It was a tournament. Mm. It was a tournament. I fought ah, on the Anthony. Could make it out. Exactly. He couldn't make it out the corner. All right. He gas. He couldn't make it out the corner. And the guy I fought like thirty minutes afterwards. And the guy that I fought after was some Canadian guy. Mm. But I remember him. They call him the Wolf. Dude, I remember him. Yeah, I remember exactly. him. I remember right? him. Yeah. This boy, this boy sent my head. Like <laughs> I kid you not. I was against the ropes. This nigga catch me with a cross. Can't say if he did put his hand up, he could have touched the back of my head. That's so hard. That's <laughs> so hard. This boy hit me. Listen, right? that what? boy. Oh, and he was the fucking energizer bunny. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> Holy Zero. shit. She is so ugly. <laughs> boy. Uh, uh, boy. Yeah, tournament. I, guess, also, I understand. Tournaments are different. Because mm. I remember, like, um, my first tournament was the United States Silver Gloves. Mm. Right? So uh, we had a regional Silver Gloves. So if you, if you win in your region, or if you went, no, Silver Gloves, you went straight to nationals. We had state and nationals. Mm. You won in your state, you went straight to nationals. Mm. My second fight. I just had the first fight. But I told you I, I couldn't mm. breathe. <laughs> second fight. My coach gave me this pep talk. I had two choices. I could mm. go novice, where my coach was like, nah, "That guy's too easy. You beat this guy. It's a guy, pudgy guy. Like mm. I kill him." And I had this open do it. Mm. Right. This dude had a, at the time like seventy five fights. Nigga, we young. Mm. We still like in grade eight or nine or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And this dude had like seventy five fights. Mm. This is my second fight. My coach gave me the rocky. Remember the Titans, Rudy, <laughs> training day, pep talk of my life. Coach, what? Coach Carter. Coach Carter, all that Boy, shit. you got one chance to do this. You, you could make history. You oh, know, yeah. This and, that. and I'm thinking, yeah, kill instinct kicking. Yeah, I, I want to make history. Yeah, yeah, coach. Yeah, coach. Yeah, put me in there. Put me in there, babe. It was like, it was like a spoof. <laughs> yep. it, was like, it was like I was in there trolling, bro. It was like... <laughs> Like, like he had my hand like the speed back. At this point, I'm, it's my second fight. I don't understand referee hand signals. You know, the referees be like, lift your head up. using hand signals. They don't even talk. What the fuck? Nick, what you doing? You speaking sign language? I can't. I can't. I can't. Killing nobody. But, yeah, I feel like, like, like how you said a Canadian dude was? Yeah. I think everybody has that first ass kicking they get. Yes, boy. That will, that will humble you real quick. Whatever whatever yeah. thought you had in your mind of being Superman, <laughs> no, no, no. That did shit. So how far did you get, Gio, before you... Did you win your first fight? Did you lose your first fight? Oh, I won, I won both of my first fights. The tournament, I took home gold. Okay, okay. Um, 
Yeah, I didn't lose until I went to Louisiana, mm-hmm. and I had my first MMA fight. I lost one fifteen in the first round. Oh, okay. Ooh. First round. Wow. Okay. That was that was a that was a loss. So that how, was a loss, boy. How deep were you in it before you you fought you fought that fight? Were you a couple years in? Were you? Uh, a couple years. I was a couple years in because I started two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. I had that fight two thousand. I had the tournament two thousand ten. Uh, and then the hills came in 2011, 2012. I went to, um, what you call it? I went to Texas. So 2012, I had that MMA fight down in Louisiana. Okay. So mm-hmm. th- at that point, was that a setback for you? Like a big, huge setback? Or you already three years in, you're like, well, is it, I mean, it's going to happen sooner or later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it was like, it was my first loss mm-hmm. ever, mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. And to lose that way. It was a bit, it was a bit uh, demoralizing, especially how it happened. Uh, but it was an eye-opener, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. It was just an eye-opener for me. And ever since then, like, it's just been like, well, I learned a lot from that fight. Yeah, I will learn into the next fight. Mm-hmm. Um, it also showed me the difference between what I was used to and what MMA is. Because MMA and kickboxing is two completely oh, yes. different beasts. Completely, oh, yes. completely. Two completely different monsters. Mm. Um, so it just, like I say, it was just, it was just an eye opener for me. After I got over the the grief of losing, because mm. trust me, it was a well three months. Oh. I was stuck on that fight. <laughs> wow. I kid you not. Yeah, I was three months. I was just like, wait, what a sick dread. How'd I gone down? I like that. I I I train, I train, I train, I train, I train to lose in a minute and fifteen seconds. Mm. But was the guy just that much better I than say, you? Or? Oh yeah, he was. Whew, Jesus, he was a national. He was a national wrestling champion, but right. so okay, right? So wrestling plays a big part in definitely, MMA, definitely, a huge definitely. part in MMA. Definitely. Um, there was there were some illegal knees involved. Um, and the referee, the referee said he didn't see them. Mm-hmm. So they they thought when I went to the mat, they thought I was out and they called the fight. And I was like, yo, what would you stop in the fight for? Like, I am very much alert. I'm very much awake right now. I like on top of that, like his corner was telling him to stop doing what he was doing. Cause he was doing illegal knees. Mm-hmm. It's just that how his position, if the referee can't see it, then yeah. he can't say anything about it. Mm-hmm. You know? So it just sucked to lose that way. Okay. You know, but okay. ever since then, it's just been like, well, I could just tear niggas them head off. <laughs> All right, I want I, I want to sorry. Go, no, go ahead, go ahead. I want to go back a little bit um, and ask like, what made you get into combat sport? Like, mm-hmm. what was it that you were like, I want to do this? Oh, that's easy. UFC, so, UFC undisputed. So how old were you at this time? Oh, the game. Oh, the I game. was okay. like nineteen, buddy. All right, all right. All right. You were probably nineteen. What year yeah, is this? I was yeah. That's like two thousand nine. Okay. Might be like 2009, maybe. And you started Because I started off with Taekwondo. I started off with Taekwondo. I did Taekwondo for like four months. Didn't like it. It was too soft for me. Mm. Um, Campus Odd and Carlos Echebarrio invited me over. Oh, Carlos. Shout out to Carlos. Shout out to Kim. Shout out to Carlos. That's my boy. That's my boy. Yeah, Yeah. that's my boy from time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's my my guy. Real talk. Carlos will dump you on your fucking head, bro. Yes, yes, he (laughs) will. will will dump you on your head. Yeah, man. For a dude his size, he is fast. What? Yeah. He is fast. But uh, yeah, so I, I started there. 
It started with Carlos. We did some Cuban boxing with Carlos. Mm-hmm. He started doing some judo with us, doing the sauna with Kent. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but it's just been trailblazing since then. I look back since. Okay. So you said the video game got you into it. You're the second person I've heard say that. Yeah. A guy who No, because what happened was it, it went like, I shouldn't make it that superficial, but no, I've but always it. wanted to study martial arts. Uh-huh. But it wasn't until I was playing the game and I was like, yo, this is legit. Like, I would love to learn how to do this. Yeah. You know? I, yeah, so what happened? I do it. Stand out of MMA, uh, MMA and stuff starting over here. So I jump at the opportunity to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and and what I like about that is Gio got in basically on the ground level. Yeah. So as long as there's MMA in the country, uh-huh. you have to mention Gio's name. Yeah, because he's one of the pioneers. Pine, one of the pioneers. You have yeah. to, I mean, what, 30, 40 years from now, when he's getting a Lifetime Achievement Award, uh-huh. it all started in 2009. Uh-huh. <laughs> You laughing, my brother? It's true. I mean, f- for me, there was only one person, other person at that time who was doing it, and that mm. was Eves Edwards. Eves, yeah. Because I, I didn't even know the guy. Yep. I just remember, like, I would be watching, like, fights, and I would see, like, Eves Edwards. I'd be like, oh, that dude's Bahamian? Yeah, for real? Like, yeah, man. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was it. I mean, you had the Kimbo times, but, mm. I, like, I at that time, when I was competing, I didn't know really who Kimbo was. Mm. Like, that, you know, yep. yeah. um, Boxing was a little bit more segregated in that sense. Yeah. Because, um, you know, it being one of those prestigious sports and mm-hmm. stuff. So we didn't really look at, like, the stuff. Not to mm-hmm. put anything against Kimbo or anything, but mm-hmm. uh, we didn't look at those type of sports like that. So we okay. just study boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Eves Edwards, I always would see his name. Yeah, of course. You know, there's a guy, Edna Cherry. Yes. Um, you see his name. Um, and, yeah. And, yeah. So, I mean, aside from him, I don't know when Eves started. I would say it would be Giovanni right yeah, after him. Exactly. So, yeah, so he would be one of the pioneers. I don't know if any other... I mean, there's other dudes around that time, I guess, but I don't know any of them. Well, I mean, you have like uh, PL. Mm-hmm. Um, you have uh, DC Pratt. Oh, DC, yeah. yeah but DC yeah. is a Muay Thai guy. He's yeah, like, he's a Muay Thai. Yeah. So, but you know... But he's a pioneer in Muay Thai. Exactly. Though. Exactly. Yes. exactly. Yeah. So, um, I personally believe that these... But then it's, that's... Uh, PL's last name is Simmons, eh? Yeah. Okay. So you have Giovanni Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually it. thought his name was Mo. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, real talk. Like, because I, I met him before. Mm. He he probably don't remember this. Like, he mm. was at uh, Bazaar's gym. J, what is J Line Fitness? J Line Fitness, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. And I came in there with the owner of J Line. And I mm. was, because um, I know Carlos from maybe 2004. Mm. Carlos told me, go there. They probably need a boxing coach, this and that. And then, mm. yeah, I went there and. They didn't need a boxing coach at the time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I didn't need you. You, you <laughs> teaching some kids or something like that. You think yeah. you're teaching them jujitsu. Okay. Um, yeah. And yeah, but you see like, I, you see his face constantly mm-hmm. around when you look up MMA or you look up uh, combat sport in the Bahamas, you see you, his you, face. You see his yeah. face. And, and I've, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Brother Gio, you did receive an Icon Award? No, I was nominated for an Icon Award mm-hmm. in sports. Okay. So... But yeah, I, that was that was nice. I, I was surprised when they did. I was like, "What?" They said, "Yeah, you were nominated." I'm like, "Nominated? Y'all got my name up there with freaking all these Olympians? What's wrong with y'all?" But, like, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think I think that's a testament to um, the, your contributions to just combat sport in the country. So that needs to be recognized. So yeah, I appreciate it. That was nice. Yeah, man, not not a, not a problem, not a problem. So. 
Let's take it back now, Brother Gio. We like All the right. we, we like the arcs as well. So okay. we, we know who you is, who is your peoples, where you're from, where you're being to school. What's your connection to the country, brah? Mm. Mm. Uh, all right. So let's say my tenure, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I did a lot of moving when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I must say, uh, so I was born in Nassau. Mm -hmm. I, my dad's family is a Johnson. They're the Johnsons from Acklands and Elutra, if I remember correctly. Shout out to Elutra. My mommy is people from Nassau, but uh, we moved to the States in 94, okay. 94, 95. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I lived in Florida for 10 years. I didn't move back to the Bahamas, to Nassau until 2005, actually. So I did all, I did most of my schooling from grade four mm -hmm. up until grade 12 and for a lot of day of Florida. Okay, okay. Uh, move back, family issues, all that good stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's starting to run the mill, yeah. <laughs> yeah, starting to run the mill, mm -hmm. garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, man, born in 86, you know, Scorpio for all y'all out there wondering. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, uh, other than that, a little bit of college when I came back, couldn't afford it, so I, I had to drop out. Been working ever since. Pretty much. So you you, you, uh, you mentioned yeah. earlier that um, you were working at a bakery. Is that a passion of yours? Yes. Ah, it's a job. Oh, it's, it's a job. job. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess the passion is the fight. Now me. I will say that. <laughs> no, exactly. Because yeah. how it is, like, what, what, how should I put it? I'm very passionate about what I do. My support, mm. my craft, that's my part. I love personal training. Mm. If I can get to a point where, you know, that's my main source and it's going to be great. But my job it's not a bad job. It's an easy job, just long, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, my co-worker's awesome. I have a decent boss who is, you know, my girlfriend's brother. So that, that works. That, that, that kind of um, helps. So it's a, it's, a, it's a very positive workspace. Mm. Um, so, and it's not, it's not, it doesn't demand too much of my time. Okay. You know, so I get all, I always have time to pursue what it is that I love. Okay. So like I said, it, it works. Now, okay, so um, this next question is two-part. Um, how important is it to have a positive support system? And how were, you, oh. how were you able to build that for yourself? I kid you not. And I tell everyone, a lot of people will ask me, oh, well, you know, I want to do what you're doing. You know, like, how do I, I was like, look, I was like, I ain't like most, all right? Mm. Not to say that, to put it, I have a very strong support group mm. in terms of not necessarily monetary, but people who just very encouraging and very understanding of what it is that I'm doing and, mm -hmm. and what it is that I'm working to accomplish. That helps it's a, team. a lot. Mm. It, you, you have to have a team. You have to have a team because... Most people on the outside looking in, they just see the accomplishments. They see the highs, mm -hmm. you know. They see the highs. They don't see the lows. And trust me, you could ask anyone pursuing a passion, it's a whole heap of lows. Right? Mm -hmm. It's a whole heap of low points where right. you're just trying to figure out, yo, what is it that I'm doing? And sometimes you lose sight and you have to keep focused. Mm -hmm. And that's what the support is there for. Mm -hmm. They're there to say, hey, Juan, you know, I, I notice things, they're down. But... 
you know why you're doing this. We have your back. I remember, what was it, when I came back from Thailand, the first time I went to Thailand, mm -hmm. I was working at Baker's Bay. I was making $15 an hour, mm -hmm. all right? The most money I had ever made in my life up until that point, mm -hmm. okay? Opportunity arose where I was afforded a chance to go to Thailand, and I took it. Mm -hmm. Mind you, I knew that once I took this, I went on this trip, I would be completely broke when yeah. I got back home, mm -hmm. you know? But I took that chance, and like I was couch surfing for a year. Mm. Mm. For a year, my boy was just like, "Boy, like apartment small. I know you ain't got no place to live, but you could crash on the couch for as long as you want." Mm. Mm. It, like you That's can't cool. make certain moves. You can't make certain moves if you don't have a certain team around you. All right, I'd have been pretty much homeless if it wasn't for that way. Mm. All right. And some people, and that's the next thing too, because some people are willing to be homeless to pursue their passion. Exactly. I have a question about that. Like, um, when I talk to a lot of athletes who are, who, who make it someplace and they don't, they don't come from the, the extraordinary, extraordinary means or anything. Mm -hmm. So I talk about the obsession mm. and is it, is it the obsession that makes you go through that? Or what? Like, at what point would you say you became obsessed? Like, were you obsessed? Or were you at what point? And if you were, at what point did you become obsessed? I feel as though right now I can say I'm obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. It's freaking you going on what eleven years in now? Like, it's an obsession. Mm -hmm. It's definitely an obsession. When you are home, or I lie, when you're out and you're standing online mm -hmm. and you get antsy mm -hmm. and you just start shadow boxing. Mm -hmm. Or fighting All the right. urge to. You realize, <laughs> or, exactly. Or fighting fight the urge to just, you know, start shadow boxing. But that's an obsession. Mm. That's always on your mind. Like, I find mm. myself doing that almost all the time. I'll be out, and I'll be on a line, and I'll just be in my flip-flops online, shadow boxing. Niggas, them looking at me like, yo, what is this dude on right dude, now? He, he gone. He gone. Nigga freaking Bro, out. Bro, he gone. He's he freaking out. He, he freaking out. <laughs> but, like, in my head, I, I don't, in my head, I'm just like, boy, like, I'm online. Like, I could use this time to shadow box a little bit, whatever. Mm. You know, like, at that point, I don't even see everyone else around me. It's not until someone called my name and be like, Gio, like, oh, oh, yeah, I held public game on a set. I think, I think. I think any level of athlete, when you reach a certain level, mm -hmm. um, so say obsessed. that they, you must be obsessed mm, you unless you to. are the, that naturally gifted, the one in the naturally gifted person who mm. really doesn't like what they do. Like uh, Ricky Williams with football. Yeah. He played football because he's good at it, yeah. but it's not, it's not like, yeah. he's, he, yeah. that's not his obsession. Yeah. You got dudes like that, especially mm. in boxing. You got some dudes who it's not their obsession. They just good at it. Yeah. They don't always oh. focus on it. But I think that at a certain level, you must be obsessed. Can you speak mm. on that? Like the, imp I, I don't, know, I don't say the importance of obsession, but uh, speak on I, that. I think it's fair to say. I I think it's fair to call it important. Mm. Yeah, I think because so like I think it's fair to call obsession important because you have to look at it like this: your lack of is someone's abundance of. Mm. Right? Mm. So. Mm -hmm. Where you falling short, someone else making up ground. So if you in, and like I said, killer instinct, that all comes down I to I think it's linked. That's, sure. gonna, that's my next question. Yeah. Exactly. Do you think the obsession it's is so, linked with the killer instinct? Of course. It has to be. It has to be. You can't. How are you walk in a ring and be like, oh, well, I only kind of want to win? No. <laughs> you know? That thought, it's an obsession. That's mm. all you've been, especially when you were in a training camp, all right? Mm. Especially when it comes down to training camps, bike mm. camps, all right? Bike mm. camp, 
your whole thought breath thought process for however long a training camp a fight camp is is win yes. win 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 yes. f everything else win 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 j rock shout out j rock on that one but uh <laughs> yeah so it is an obsession you need that Mm. You need that. You can't go in there flim flowing like, oh, I kind of like this. Mm. You know, I, I kind of like. No, no. That, those guys, like I said, like like you were uh, alluding to, like you are some people that are really good at what they do, mm. but they're not passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Mm-hmm. All right. I am when it comes to training. Oh my goodness! You could ask anyone I train with. Anyone I train with, anywhere I train with them, they will tell you, wait, Geo is different. Mm-hmm. Geo right. is different. I remember when I was in Thailand, um, started with a new gym, relatively new gym. And I, I my whole process behind it was I want to help this gym be better. I want to bring more notoriety to this gym. So I have to be on my game because I want to foster this relationship mm-hmm. with this gym. Mm-hmm. But I was running seven miles in the morning. Mm-hmm. Running another two mile in the afternoon. This before practice, and mm-hmm. all right, almost every day. Niggas ever look at me like, "Boy, Gio, what?" I was like, "Yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go." Getting sweep, but I talking about getting sweep flat on my back. Mm-hmm. Getting up, all right, let's go, let's go. Can we get set, catch my breath? Let's go. They look at me like, "What's wrong with you?" Mm-hmm. Like, "What's wrong with you?" Right? And I was like, that person in the gym, like, "You have to do." I'm looking forward to you breaking me. Mm-hmm. All right, I want to be broken in the gym. Mm. I look forward to that. Why? Because that lets me know where my wall is. Mm-hmm. All right. That's my obsession. My obsession is by push me to the limit. Please. I need to reach that. If I don't reach that, I won't truly grow. I won't ever truly grow. Mm. Okay. I have another question then. It, can you, you, you spoke about the, the training camp mm-hmm. and I always yeah. say like Reno, uh, uh, Torino Johnson, mm-hmm. boxer of the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. He always says yeah. that uh, you can play basketball. You can play. That's his favorite. He always says that in every interview. That yeah. you play basketball. You can play volleyball. Mm-hmm. You can play soccer, but you can't, can't play, play fighting. Fight. Can't play fighting. No. Right. Oh, so, can you speak about the intensity of a training camp towards a fight right. in the in difference ah. in the or its difference to training camps for other sports? Because a lot of I don't know if you played other sports, mm-hmm. but these training camp like yeah. after doing a, like a training camp, say a wrestling training camp, mm-hmm. which is usually to me, I think those are the worst training camps that exist. Wrestling training camps, right? Oh, well, um, I hate between it. a fighting training camp mm-hmm. and a say basketball Bro. or football training. When they talk about hard, like two days, mm-hmm. you better talk for four trainings a day, bro. Like, <laughs> can you speak yeah. on the difference in intensity or? Because I believe that that is where killer instinct also is. Yes, is honed right. Yeah. Because right, when you so, in that place, mm-hmm. you have to be something different. You speak on that first, please. All right. So in terms of training, and I won't, I won't uh, uh, isolate it to just fighters. Mm-hmm. All right. Any elite sport, mm-hmm. and I mean like any elite sport. Mm-hmm. When you look at the way they train versus how, even you could even look at your amateur days. Mm-hmm. All right. I used to train as an amateur versus how you train as a as a professional fighter now. Mm-hmm. Wait, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. The people you train with are completely different. All right, because you have to, you have to, you even have to change your training partners. And I always tell people, I'm like, all right, so I, when I was training, because like right now I'm not, for fuck's sake, but um, uh, <laughs> only for now, you bro. Know, exactly. So it'd be, I'd be training, which is just 
staying on a certain level, you know, constant growth, honing my skills, and then I'd have a fight camp. Mm-hmm. All right. My fight camp is not something I can do all year round. No, no. <laughs> that's that's no. not training. That's not training you can do twenty four seven, you know, Mm-mm. seven days a week. Four weeks or a month, 12 months, you cannot, your body will break down from that. Oh, yeah. All right. But that just goes to show you what kind of training you go through. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, when we were in Thailand, I had the most I had to prepare for a fight was two weeks. Mm-hmm. The most. So those two weeks, garbage. Hell on earth. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. Mm-hmm. But the other weeks, it's just that much less. Just mm-hmm. a little bit less than that. All right. So for the six months I was over there, I was training in hell for six months. Mm-hmm. Six months of hell. Mm-hmm. All right. And everyone around me, especially when you meet them Thai boys, all right. They've been doing it since they were six, seven, eight yeah, years yeah. old. So they I, went, just I went to school with one of them. He, he was he was a Thai champion at like seven. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They looking at you like, why are you tired? Why are you tired? No, mm. come on. They kicking you. They punching you. They trying to figure out why you in pain. It's just like, yo, like you a different kind of animal than me. Mm. I'm a beast. Yeah, I get it. I'm a beast. I won't take that away from myself. But mm. you, sir, are a demon. Okay. <laughs> I, no, because like, like you said, that elite level mm-hmm. shows you the difference in levels, mm-hmm. all right? Because you have your, let's say, look, just look at the professional basketball league right now, all mm-hmm. right? You could call off any name right now, but you are, all of them are considered elite athletes. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them are elite athletes. They made it to the NBA. They are considered elite athletes. Even mm-hmm. the niggas riding the bench, mm-hmm. all right? But even among that elite, you have the elite. The elite. Yes. Of the elite, yes. All right? So that just, that in itself shows you it's different levels, man. Mm. It's different levels. And those dudes, they hungry. They always thirsty. Mm. They are very obsessed about their craft, their passion. Do you, do you think there's a point where your obsession becomes a detriment? Uh, I feel as though the only way your obsession be become a detriment is... Uh, if you let it get to you mentally, when you become so obsessed with winning that any loss just causes you to fold, mm. you know, that that's the only problem. But that's because like you, 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 you've, you've seen people like that before. Mm. They are winning streak. They only know how to win on any little setback. And like, it just completely throws them off. So completely throws them off. So do you believe in like overtraining? Uh, I do believe in overtraining. I, I do believe that you can obsession, overtrain. Obsession, I think, has to do I, with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm, that's another reason why you need good coaches around you. Mm. They're the ones to step in and say, hey, look, I know how important this is to you. I know how much you want this, but you need to take a break. Mm. You need to Because mm. people, like, you get to the point where, especially for me, burnout is real. If you're not training, not only that, not only that, if you are not training or, or for whatever reason you can't make it a training, you feel lazy. Mm. Yeah. I, yeah. You feel like, you feel like you ain't doing enough. Mm. All right. You think about the other man out there. <laughs> you think exactly. 
exactly. You were thinking about, wait, when I'm not training, that dude is. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he might be resting mm -hmm. because your body, your body can only take so much. Mm -hmm. I tell you, like when I came back home, when I came back home from Thailand, I literally had to sit down. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't lift weights. I couldn't run. I couldn't do anything because my body is like, yo, sit down now. My shoulders, my wrists, my knees, my ankles, everything okay. was just screaming rest. Mm. Everything. I want. I want you. You to know, I'm. Go on. I want you to speak on that. When you came back home from Thailand, mm -hmm. um, two. It's a two-part question. I'm gonna give you both parts. Like when I went to Cuba, I can say one month in Cuba equals like six months hard training outside. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Right in Thailand. Yep. Can you speak yep. on the when you talk about like quality, um, con like con or density, the density of training. Mm -hmm. And what mm -hmm. it's equal to outside, and then talk about your transition from Thailand back to the Bahamas and how much you can see your growth when coming back home. You could have seen all how right, much you so, saw your growth when you came back home. Sorry. All right. So let me just break down what a regular training session is, a training day is in Thailand. Mm -hmm. All right. So training starts at 8. But everyone who fights, training starts at 7, 7.30. Okay, you wake up 7, 7.30, you go on your run. My run in the morning was 7 miles, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And on Tuesday and Thursday, I'd run 3 miles. In the evenings, I'd always run 2 miles. Okay, so that's before practice. When I get to practice, we still warming up with the, the rest. So we got still got a 10-minute warm-up with the rest of the, the casuals. Mm -hmm. We got our stretch session, and then we go into it. We go into shadow boxing. After shadow boxing, you have four rounds, four minute rounds of pod work, four minute, four, four minute rounds of bag work, four four minute rounds of sparring, and then clinch work. So clinch, clinch would go on for anywhere from fifteen to thirty minutes mm. straight, no breaks. All right, um, and that's in the morning. Afternoon comes, practice starts at 4 o'clock, no, 5 o'clock, sorry. So, come 4.30, you go on your run, come back, you still warm up with everyone else, go through your stretches, and you do the same thing, mm. the same thing in the morning. Mm. That is your diet for six days out of the week. The only day you rest is Sunday. Mm. Now, for me... How I had been off since my last fight, I think it was, what it was, what, when I was, what I was, that was 2018 and Malia. Yeah. All right, 2018, Malia, August. Hmm. So it wasn't until 2019, June, that I had any training. When I, so I was pretty much on vacation until 2019. Hmm. All right, so they gave me a week to get up to speed. And after they saw that I had acclimated to the training, everything was just uphill. Everything was uphill. Mm. Next week, I had a fight. After I win my fight, back the training. Increase the training regimen. Another two weeks, I had a fight. Win my fight. Came back, they upped the regimen. Everything was up, 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 up. No down. Nothing. It wasn't until um, the coach looked at me, and this is on the first trip too, they looked at me and they were like, how old are you? And I was like, I'm not 19. <laughs> not in my 20s. And they were like, oh, they didn't know. Mm. They were pushing 
like they were pushing me like I was some 20 year old come to find out I'm pushing 35. Mm. <laughs> so when they found out how old I was, they scaled it back a little bit. Mm. All right. But to answer your second question, when I came back, nothing over there compares to the training in, in Thailand. Mm-hmm. All right. The amount of training is six months. That six months in Thailand was roughly a year and a half of training. Mm-hmm. All right. That was like a year and a half of training in that six months. I kid you not, you're doing twice a day, six days a week. Mm-hmm. All right. I come back home, I'm not training at all. Because mm-hmm. there's, on top of that, we lack a facility for it. Mm. I had to, I pretty much had to go in a partnership with a friend of mine and build my own facility, mm. <laughs> mm. you know, and that's still under construction. Um, now, but it's now, just, now we, now we dealing with this pandemic shit. Now <laughs> we dealing with this pandemic. So yeah, man, it's, it's, it's leaps and bounds better. And I could say that in regards to the States as well, because mm. even when I was training up in Boston, mm. uh, said y'all talk, wait, they're training was great okay mm-hmm. and they were pushing out you know they were pushing out top level fighters so, so if their training was great they were pushing out top level fighters and i went to thailand and anyone in that gym mm-hmm. anyone in that gym in thailand would wipe the floor with anyone in that gym in boston wow, wow. And, and boston is up there so okay yeah. i got you and boston is up there all right all right so whew. now i i do want to ask geo um in your sacrifice and going to Thailand on training, do you have any regrets or would you change anything? Coming back. <laughs> I wouldn't say I regret it. Mm. No, because in all honesty, mm. in all honesty, right? Um, I noticed from the first trip and I noticed from all of my travels, okay, the soil for combat sports, the soil for sports on the whole in the Bahamas is very, very dry and it lacks nutrients. Yes, it does. Okay. If you're looking, if you're <laughs> yes, looking to I like, that. I, like, out, I like how you said that. Okay. If you are looking, it all comes, like I, I equated to that. All right. We're, plant, we're all plants. Okay. When it comes to us honing our skills and, and going after what we're passionate for, mm-hmm. in order for you to grow, all right, in order for you to cultivate yourself, you need fertilizer, you need good soil. The Bahamas mm. doesn't even have good soil. Mm. All right, not in regards to what it is that we're doing. Shit, the ganja I'm the good soil. <laughs> exactly. I'm, how should I put it? I'm the good soil. You're the good soil. We we are the, the cultivators. Yes. We can take people, we can take raw material and, you know, bring them up to our level. Mm. But there's no one here to bring me up to another level. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in that regard, I would rather be in Thailand, mm-hmm. you know, like if I could, if I could convince my girl to say, hey, you know, let's go Thailand, let's go live Thailand for a year, mm. you know, even a year, because a year would equate to three years of training. <laughs> mm. Okay, um, and on top of that, if I have the opportunity, if I'm healthy and I stay healthy, I'm fighting every two weeks. Mm. Okay, like I, I tell you the most disheartening thing about the trip was um, I had six fights, I had six wins, I had five stoppages, all right, I had three knockouts, two take TKOs, and one decision win, mm-hmm. okay? And it wasn't until the war was the end of my trip that people were reaching out, oh, well, we want to televise you. And I'm just like, man, I got to go home. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and that was the goal. The goal was to get televised, get that exposure, mm-hmm. get the build that resonance pretty much on to know that I was able to get that close to it, mm-hmm. you know, but I had to come home. Like that, that hurt. That I can, I can hurt. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, it is frustrating. And I tell people this all the time. It's like, look, if you can make it in the Bahamas, you can make it anywhere in the world. It's amazing how many times, Brother Al-Assad, we have heard that expression <laughs> since we started this podcast. Yeah. But motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> if you can make it, if you can make it, because watch this. Mm. When we started this, this kickboxing, because it started with Sando, all right? Yeah, it did. It was just Kent mm. and Carlos. Yes. It wasn't no one else. Carlos was like, um, the, was everyone it? else. Oh, you mean? I didn't know. You know, I met. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know yes, Carlos. Right? I know Carlos from 2004. Mm. I was maybe the second person he met here. He came into the gym. I was the only one who spoke some Spanish at mm. the time. And we just hit it off. He was my neighbor for 10 years, 15 years. Mm. And I never knew he did any. What? <laughs> I mean, I was in Cuba most of the time, but I didn't yes. know he did. Yeah. Yes, boy, Carlos will kick your fucking yes. head. Yeah. No, oh, no, yes. I know, I know, I knew he was Judo. No, mm. I knew his whole background. Yeah, yeah. I left, but I didn't know he was coaching. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I knew his yeah, whole man. background. Yeah, so man. I, yeah, yeah, I met man. his family yes, over I, there and everything. I tell everyone, I, I attribute most of my growth to him. Man, he's mm-hmm. he really out in terms of that Judo and that Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, it was only them. Okay, Carlos is top notch. Can't stop much, but at the same time, in terms of uh, worldwide, bro, we were lacking. Mm. All right, we were we had a gist of what to do. We had a very basic understanding of what it is to build our foundation upon. So I only had a foundation. Mm-hmm. All right, I only had a foundation, and that foundation took me to Thailand, mm-hmm. and I was able to dominate in thailand mm. mm-hmm. all right so like i said if you're able to make it here you are able to make it anywhere mm-hmm. mind you and that's mainly because like you said that killer instinct we, mm-hmm. we, we have to have that mindset have to we, we've sort of alluded to this but uh what percentage do you think the the mindset well i guess we've sort of been talking about mindset mm. for you in a percentage base what percentage does the mindset play in the success in this combat sports game we that's that's a good question mm. that's a good question because you have talent um, you have physical ability you have now you have skill, fight you have fight iq so, yeah and then you have yeah. i guess from, from so, mentality yeah. yeah yeah okay so how i see it is this i i attribute a lot i i am not going to put a number to it i'll just give you know <laughs> generalize it. i because i can't it, i i'd be lying if i said i knew how much you know mm-hmm. what i mean mm-hmm. but for me well, for you for yeah. me it's always been for, all, for me it's always been my mindset mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. as long as i get my if, as long as i can get my mind behind what it is that i want to do as long as i can envision it as long as i build up the discipline the focus i'm there mm-hmm. you know i don't care who's you could be the most talented person in front of me i'm gonna make you work mm-hmm. okay um and like I said, that drive, that's that no quit, don't give up attitude, you know? So do you think, you could be sorry, the sorry. most, sorry, sorry, go ahead. All right, you could be the most talented person. You could be the most talented, you could be the most talented quitter. Uh, <laughs> exactly. You're right. All right. You could be freaking Floyd Mayweather, mm. but 
if you don't have the mindset to keep going when things start going against you, you are going to fold. Yes. So mindset plays a very big role in what it is that, you know, we do. So do you think uh, the mindset will allow anybody with, I guess, sound body mm-hmm. to make it in this sports game? I mean, not even, and I'd say sports, in combat sport, because sport is different. Sport, yeah. the sport you need some time. Yeah, I won't, I won't say anyone. Uh-huh. I won't say anyone. Mm-hmm. I do believe that with sound mindset, you uh-huh. can make it to a certain level. Mm-hmm. You can make it to a certain level. There are some. There are some exceptions where you see, well, wow, this dude didn't really have any talent for this, but his tenacity is just really pushed him over the edge. Mm-hmm. And you have some people who, how should I pull it? They build up a talent for, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. They may not have had, they may not have had any talent for it to begin with, mm-hmm. but through their mindset, their tenacity, their discipline, they built up a talent for it. Like I, I'd, I'd say that for me. Like I, I wouldn't say I'm a uh, a naturally gifted, naturally talented fighter. I would never say that, because mm. I don't see that about myself. I do believe that throughout the years. All right, I've become more talented, and I my fighter IQ has raised, you know, phenomenally. Mm-hmm. It's not on the level of say uh, Victor Reyno or Justin Patterson, mm-hmm. you know, but those are fighters I aspire to be like, or, or Floyd Mayweather. But I can see where, and you could always test it out when you watch fights. You can watch a fight and be like, okay, well, I see what's coming next, yeah. or I saw that coming, mm. or he should done that he should have done this instead mm-hmm. and that's wait that's the beauty of it because all that comes down to mindset so you think your talent all is right. your mindset there you go that's a great way to put it <laughs> all right that is a great way to put it that, that is a great way to put it mindset can be a talent okay. all right i'll say that other proper nine because mindset you, you said like you didn't, yeah you said you didn't really have i think i seen you you're like what six foot what one Six two. Six two. That's a talent in itself. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you talk about ta- talent. You're born with talent, yeah. right? So, yeah. in um, I have a degree in sports science, mm-hmm. right? So we study um, what they call um, talent. What they call talent search. Mm-hmm. So in talent search, we got what uh, genetic talents that you have. Okay. So one would be height, mm-hmm. right? Uh, one would be so we look at your parents and see how tall. What they do in Cuba? What mm-hmm. they used to do? They used to look at the kids' parents. So they take you and they do their first talent search at like six, seven years old. Mm-hmm. So they take you and they look at you and they try you out in a, what they call is GPP, general preparation. So they see if you have athletic ability overall. Mm-hmm. Not for a certain sport, just overall. Right? And everybody starts off with what is called gymnastics. Mm-hmm. So if you can do gymnastics, like a basic tumble, some splits, whatever, you have some genetic talent. Mm-hmm. After that, they look at your parents and look at their... Um, their proportions and whatnot, and they say, okay, he would be ideal for this sport, that sport, that sport. Mm-hmm. That's when you see the difference in what is called genetic talent. So okay. that being height, robustness, mm-hmm. overall strength. So they look at your daddy and he look like an ox, bro, you could be throwing something or lifting something. Yeah. Right? If they look at your dad and he's six foot two and he has a wide back, you could be a swimmer. Mm-hmm. If they look at your dad, you might have the genetic uh, disposition, but you they look at your dad or the the proportional disposition, but they look at your parent and he's what five six, mm. but he's 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 fairly built. He might be a diver or something. I mean, mm. there's something for everybody. Mm. But him being six two, that's a talent, bro. <laughs> 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 Are you left handed or right handed? I'm left handed. Oh, see, that, that's that a talent right shit. there, brother. Like in Cuba, like they look at those things, they say, okay, left handed dude, tall, mm. lanky. Come, let's go. You could be, 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 be a fighter. You could be a pitcher. Mm. 
or you're going to be a boxer, mm. maybe a karate player, but usually a pitcher or a boxer, mm. right? At that height, yeah, mm. so with, with left-handed. I, I, I want to get into two last questions before we round this off. Um, and I know these questions are about, uh, will sound strange, but I want to start with you, Brother Gio. When you, hear right. the, when you hear the term fight, what does that mean to you? <laughs> See now, it's two. When I hear the word fight, I think of two things. Mm. I think of, I think what I do, sport. Mm-hmm. All right, and then I think self defense, okay. life and death. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I, I I break it down differently for everyone. I say what I do is sport. Everyone's like, oh, you're so violent. I'm like, no, I'm not violent. There are rules to what I do. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. there are safety measures in place. Mm-hmm. I can't do whatever I want to win. I can't be kicking in the groin. Mm-hmm. I can't be uh, poking in the eye, chopping in the throat, kicking in the pocket head, punching the pocket head, stuff that I can't do that inside the ring. Mm. All right. So that's my, that's one mindset I have for fighting. And then my other mindset for fighting is, Marlos, this dude look like he's trying to rob me. Mm-hmm. That's when I sit, I sit there and it's like, well, you better gouge his eye out. Mm-hmm. You better kick his knee to the back. Yep. You better kick him in the groin. Yep. All right. Chop him in the throat. Like that's how I see <laughs> a fight fight. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's just different, different mindsets. One moment. I, I have a, like I have a question about it because for I me, see, it's I ha- see fight in two different lights. It, okay. it's, it's hard to turn on the the dirty fight mm. from the clean fight. So if I get in, like I think if I get in a natural fight, mm. the rules of boxing almost in my head mm. they still apply, sort of, <laughs> sort of, right? Like I'm not gonna inherently kick kick you in the box because it's not mm. something I, I practice. Yeah. Right. So yes. like the way I fight is I find like and I find that's something hard to deal with. Mm. It's something overall. So. Like in, like in, I can't even say another sport. I would say in jujitsu, mm-hmm. right? You're probably not going to put, if you only do IBJJ, which is an international federation, you can't mm-hmm. do certain locks. Yeah. You're not going to wrist lock somebody no. in real life because you're like, you're so used to not doing it. Mm-hmm. Right? You're probably no. just going to choke them out. Or something. Mm-hmm. Same thing with me. I'm not going to just be like, oh, no rules? Punch in the balls. <laughs> in your balls. In your balls. I, ain't gonna, I don't think, I don't think that it's hard for me to click that. Switch on. Mm-hmm. I'd probably just, st- which it, it seems weird. I don't mm-hmm. know. You still follow the rules, but it's you're not, fighting. But you're fighting. No. Yeah. You might be fighting for your life, but mm-hmm. you still sort of following some rules. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've, I've found. Go, go ahead. Go, go on, go on, Rock. It's gone. I, I've found that um, for me, you actually have to keep that in mind when you're training. Mm-hmm. You could train for the professional fight for the rules. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's a martial yeah. arts thing more so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But then you also have to have in your mind, okay, I need to set aside time for, mm-hmm. you know, survival. Mm-hmm. In Be- your balls. Because, <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, to, to, to be honest, in a street fight, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many other things at play. Mm-hmm. You're right. I, I, this nigga could knock me out. This nigga could kill me. Yeah, definitely. And, oh. and I, I, I have to know that, hey, I have other things available to me that normally aren't. But I think you're deadly enough without the bald kick. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think against yeah. a natural person, oh. against the, the layman, yes. any one yes. of you two would be deadly without the bald kick. So because of that deadliness, you like you don't automatically think, oh, I have to kick him in the balls. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to no. fish hook the guy no. automatically. You're going to be like, no. uh, I don't know. Maybe. That's just the worst case scenario. So like, 
I always had this mindset and I was telling people, they're like, oh, Gio, can you teach self-defense? And I was like, one of my instructors told me, he's like, self-defense is just using what you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. That goes for all martial arts. All yep. martial artists, every martial artist knows uh, self-defense. Why? Yes. Because it just breaks down to, I'm going to defend myself mm-hmm. using what I know. Exactly. All right. And even when they teach you self-defense, it's all about awareness. It's more about awareness. It is. All right. Knowing what to do, knowing how to respond, knowing how to react. Now, when I was taking up BJJ Mm -hmm. and when I was practicing BJJ, every time I would practice, it was always in the back of my head. I'd have someone in a guillotine choke Mm -hmm. or a rear naked choke Mm -hmm. or a darsh choke or any other choke, even a triangle choke. And I'm sitting there, I was like, yo, this is a neck break. Yes. Mm. Yes. No, mm-hmm. I'm like any choke, any choke you use in BJJ can be a break. Yes, a rare naked. Literally, even, even even a, a submission. You get someone in a kimura. That's the exactly. ass. No, but I mean, but a, a rare naked could be a break. You think? Yeah, man. Exactly. Yeah. What? Yeah. Any choke That's you put someone in, anytime, anytime you have control of someone's neck, yeah, you have an opportunity to I, break. Yeah, yeah, yes. But I mean, yeah. like something like a, a darts used wrongly, it could break you. Mm. Something like a, yes. a guillotine, a guillotine. Sorry, mm. guillotine. If yep. you if you put some that that pressure in the wrong place, they can mm. break you. I feel like with a rare naked, exactly. you have to really go out of your oh. way to break somebody's. <coughs> That's neck. what I'm saying. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's there. The option is there. there. Oh yeah, it's fucking there. The option is there. The option is there. So in my head, on even when you, especially when you're getting ready to switch gears, when you're mm. teaching self defense versus sport. Mm. Okay, your mindset changes. It yes. goes from the nicest. You move away from the niceties. I'm sitting there. It's like, okay, well, this is an arm bar. You go until you hear a crunch. Yes. Or snap. <laughs> now, mind you, when I'm teaching, when I'm teaching, exactly, when I'm teaching BJJ, mm. sport, we're grappling, you go until the person taps. Mm-hmm. Or, or, you go until you feel as though if you go anymore, you will hurt this person. Mm-hmm. No way you go until you Boy. slap or break, bro. That's that's the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I, I talk in sense because no, some I'm dudes... Not, no, I talk about in class. I talk about in class. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> not, not in the street? No, no, no not in the street. No, I mean in competition because no, I've seen dudes get out of arm yeah. bars mm-hmm. who you that arm is going to break. I don't know if you watch BJJ yeah. like that, but you yeah, have Crone Gracie. Crone Vase Gracie versus Gary Tonin. Mm. He had that dude in his his arm was broken, bro. Yeah, <laughs> then he did he yeah. did like a flip and he rolled out of it. I was like, what the out of top yeah. out of top like because, long time. <laughs> oh yeah. But the reason why I, I switch off because it's it's that's just how I see it. Mm. I can't when you're out in the street, you can't afford to be nice with anything. No, Jesus. You they are not. They are not trying to be nice with you. No. I tell everyone. I say, "Boy, if you trying to rob me? If you are trying to rob me, I feel so. You trying to take my kill me? Exactly. 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 Right? I, I, uh, I, I'll tell, I you, I'll tell you this too. Right? Tell you this too. For some odd reason, even when people find themselves having to defend themselves in the street, I call it a a Dalai Lama complex kicks in. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! I didn't have to do that to him. No, 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 no. Especially with women, no. No, break yeah. it uh-huh. and take it home with you. 
put it on your wall ben, I told Ken and take a selfie that, with it. I told Ken, every time I've been into a, like a fight or a sparring session and I had that, like, I've been to fights before where I knew I was so, a lot better than the guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm going there and I probably take it easy first round. Every time I do that, I either lose or I have a hard fight. <laughs> right? Because you go yeah. in there with the yep. wrong mentality. mentality I'm yeah. going there and take it easy. Yep. So I feel like once yep. that dude signs that check, we got to cash. Okay. Exactly. We got to cash. Exactly. So I feel like, yeah, whenever you go in that wrong mentality. You yeah. And the, the thing about having the killer instinct when it comes to that, right? I always like to use lions as an example. Mm-hmm. When, like, lion cubs, as they get older, they feel like they could test daddy, right? Mm. Oh, yeah. When daddy say, hold oh, the fuck on, no, 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 junior, it don't go, boom, it don't mm. go like that. Only one man here. And he might actually kill the cub, mm-hmm. but... He, he signed a check. <laughs> exactly. He signed a check. So you, you always have to have in your mind, like, look, this could... Go all the way left, and I'm. I'm do I have oh, the mentality to to deal with? I always tell that this, those consequences this, and repercussions. This story. There's mm. a there's a champion, world champion. It's like four time world champion, Guillermo Rigando. Mm. He at one point he was the best boxer in boxing, maybe two or three years ago. Like he is the he is the man. Mm. Two time Olympic gold medalist. He's great boxer. He spent years and years without losing. Mm. They put him. They put some Mexican in the ring with him. The Mexican was like 14 years old, but he outweighed him by like 40 pounds, mm. right? Maybe 50 pounds, mm. right? But the kid was like 15. Mm. Guillermo Rigando at the time was maybe 33, <laughs> right? I'm watching it. I'm just because everybody like when you see this guy in Cuba, he said he's like he's like one of the the top guys. So mm. you, everybody watches. He's in. I guess it was sort of like a photo opportunity for the kid. The kid always wanted to meet him, mm. and yeah, yeah, yeah. That fight lasted about, or that sparring session lasted about 20 seconds. Oof. Like, the, he let the kid throw once. He threw a jab. He threw a right, or sorry, he left-handed. Threw a left uppercut to the, to the solar plex. Mm. Kid was done. Done. It was a wrap. Done. He hit him with that hook. Your boy was out cold. So, <laughs> I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like, that's a little kid, bro. Like, what you dealing with? Nah, bro. He's not a little. No, 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 he's not a little. No, he's as not a As far as he was concerned, the boy he's signed a check. Exactly. He came in the ring. Mm-hmm. He 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 wanted to feel what fighting was like. Exactly. That's what fighting was like. Exactly. And I, that's when it hit me like, bro, you can't let nobody because no. remember, he's a dude at that point. He he was a legend at that time. Mm. He fought. This was maybe this was two thousand and eight. Mm. He was a legend in two thousand eight. It's two thousand twenty one. He's still fighting. Mm. He's still the man. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. He said at that time his reputation is at is at risk. Mm. If this, say this little kid just maybe hits him, you know, by accident and stuns him, mm-hmm. you're not the great Rigondo no, no, anymore. No. So from there on, I have that story no, to tell. Yeah, exactly. But because he, you don't ever give anybody a chance to take your crown. No. You know what I mean? No. So I think it's the same thing with like fight mentality, mm-hmm. street mentality. Yeah. Because imagine Mo Fire gets in a street fight mm-hmm. with Jones and number two. Mm. Jones and number two Somehow, land one cowboy on you, mm. and you stand. Oh, now nah, Mofire can't I fight. Mean, oh, Mofire. Oh, I, I, I ever didn't know the nigga was so dead and yeah, you know, our Bahamians oh. go. Let, let me see you in the conch side of the oh. line. Boss man, you want me to call Jones and number two for you? You can't on this. Yep, yep. But guess, you know what? Is I like how I, I heard it, you know, living in New York. It's better to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. <laughs> <laughs> okay? So, I mean... When you put in that situation, 
you you got to be able to go first of all when the fight starts in the street situation the person already coming at an aggression level mm-hmm. you don't have to meet that you have to exceed that no mm-hmm. you you damn they have to double that mm-hmm. so it's, especially in the kind of days we live in now most niggas don't learn from karas so you they can go call their brethren do, do you and mo believe in in, in warning charts no <laughs> just buckshot 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 plum street listen let me tell you something the last fight i got in in nassau i believe kent was there the last fight me and kent got in in nassau in the bar it was a no yeah and your mom no nigga you can eat this chill so you wasn't like you wasn't like how michael j white be doing the movies hit him in the throat boom let me think about it no 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 you can no. run now no 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 it's no throat no. balls Listen, it's chair to the face, eyes out, out, nigga, I biting off this nose, and I can French kiss you with it, nigga. No, no bird, no bird shot around here. No, sir, we we going straight for the kill. Because if, 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 I tell people this all the time, ain't no, ain't no forgiveness on these streets. None. None. Ain't no forgiveness. None. You don't know. The mentality of the person approaching you. Now exactly. here's my here's my dilemma in that what you said. Yeah. You cut this dude ass, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Now you don't kill him in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. That means that fight ain't over. No, it's not over, right? So be it tomorrow, be it two weeks from now, mm. be it five years from now. If that nigga see you in fish fry, mm. it's on. What do you do? Oh. Huh? That's a good ass question, bro. Yeah. So what, about, what, what do you do? You, you handle that voice. What do you do? Like, I, I, I kill this dude? Do I? I feel I, See, I now, have to maim him. I can tell you. I can tell you what I used to tell my students. Mm. When I say students, I'm like my six and ten year olds. Mm. All right. Ah, oh, everyone know the school policy: no fighting in school. Mm-hmm. All right. And I told my students. I say, look, if someone hits you. Okay, I understand there's a process, you know, fighting school, this and that, blah, If you can take that hit, all right, if you can take that hit, you take that hit, you tell your teacher, you tell your mom, you make sure your parents go back to that teacher, they address that situation. Mm-hmm. You make sure they take it up with the principal, okay? Now, if that child attacks you again, break his nose. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. Look, you have covered, you have covered every... Area to cover. Mm-hmm. Okay, you turn the other cheek. You turn the other cheek. Okay, you reported it. Now everyone you reported it to failed you yes. because they didn't prevent it from happening again. Yes. So now you and you are fully in the right for taking this model in your own heart. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now. We as adults. Mm, that's okay. what I was waiting for. Okay. Yeah. My teacher, my teacher, he back in grade four. I, I don't see that nigga no more. We as, adults, we as adults, we as adults, we don't turn the other cheek. No. We meet aggression with aggression. Mm-hmm. All right. I, do, I don't like fighting. Mm-hmm. If I get talk my way out of a situation, I'll mm-hmm. talk. And mm-hmm. you usually know it. You usually, most, most times, most times, niggas them just gonna beat up their guns. All most, right. Most mm-hmm. times. The yeah. said who coming at you, the said who coming at you barking. Yeah, you can talk him down. Mm-hmm. The said who ain't saying nothing, you have to break something over there. Mm-hmm. All right. So that being said, after you've broken something over this person, mm-hmm. you go to the police. Mm-hmm. You say, hey, look, I had an altercation with John Doe. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I would like to put out a restraining order against John Doe. Yes. At, least, at least that's out there, but, you know, them bullets are listening. Now, <laughs> no, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Now, they have it on record where John Doe accosted you. You guys got the obligation. He is not supposed to be in proximity to you. Mm-hmm. All right? So that means that the next time John Doe approaches you in a disrespectful or aggressive manner, you are now in the right to take his life. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. All right? Yeah, but... Hold on, hold on. This is a different type of talk right there, brother. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. That's what I'm saying. All right? The only reason I say it like that is because of exactly what you said. Okay? We live in the Bahamas. People don't know how to take their licks and keep moving. No. People love the whole grudges. They said they plot and they scheming on you. Which is why I don't like to fight. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I like those type of interactions. All mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. But now you are at a crossroads. Are you going to let this person take your life or are you going to take their life? That's all it comes down to. And I'm a brother. I can tell you no lie. If, if I have to make the choice, you can dare. Fuck brother, all that. Brother, 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 listen to me, please. Brother, brother, listen to me, please. <laughs> now, y'all brothers, I'm talking about taking people's life. <laughs> I think like that. That there's the killer instinct itself. Me, <laughs> me and brother Kent have spoken about this. And like I told him, hmm. you getting a point in that fight when you got the man in the arm bar and it like break it. Have you ever seen a man's arm break? Yes, I've, I've done it a few times. I've seen it. I almost threw up. <laughs> listen, I, listen, now, I, when you say killer brother now. Listen, I get. That's I get, worse than an arm break. I might. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can tell you all this as well. Um, as someone that has been in a situation where it had to go all the way. Wait, I see your arm break, bro. I, I, no, I, when I, I, but hold, like, on, no pain, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I understand what I'm saying. Uh-huh. As someone had been in a situ- situation where I had to take it mm. all the way. Hmm. Okay? It's never... I don't care how much training you do. Mm-hmm. You could never... Yeah, you, you can't prepare for that. That's what I'm saying, bro. But you... <laughs> listen... Now, I think, to be honest, I think if I have to, mm-hmm. like, choke somebody out, yeah. Yeah. If I have to, I think when oh, you're in that state, if the mm-hmm. adrenaline is going, you mm-hmm. got to break arm, you break arm. But, like, I just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I realize, like, like people have said this before. Mm-hmm. People don't have a realistic expectation of what, what it is to be violent. No. Right? No. Oh. Um, oh. And let somebody see somebody's arm break. That mm-hmm. puts it in, like, me saying it. Mm-hmm. I think people that think they're so des- people think they're so desensitized to that that no. oh that ain't nothing break no. arm bro breaking somebody's no. arm mm-hmm. will exactly. send chills up your own mm-hmm. spine bro I mean, to hear somebody curl in pain listen I, I okay for me I'm just I guess weird but I know the first time I broke someone's arm I enjoyed that shit yeah. you know what it felt like it felt like when you crack your knucks. It felt like uh, a, it, it felt like a heightened it, version of like that. A, does it feel like a knockout? Like a knockout feel like, like boom! Like you could care less. Like that nigga out, bro. <laughs> Sit your ass down, yeah. Does no, it feel like that? I don't think no, it feels no, like that. No, no, it doesn't feel it like feel that. Like, it feel like it probably feel like. Ooh. You know, you know, yeah, you, you, you know, you know what it, you know what it for me. What uh. it felt like. You start to understand a, the god complex a little bit. Like holy shit, I could. I, that, I, yep, I could take this nigga's life. Here's, I, 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 I think that's the best choice in a street fight. Mm. You don't like if you don't have to kill a dude. 
Mm. I like put him in a leg lock, break that leg. Mm. Like I told somebody in the gym the other day, yeah. I'll hear you dragging from a mile away, bro. <laughs> That's your new name, the dragon. I can hear you dragging that leg from a mile away. If you coming after me, I can hear you. Bro, or break his arms up that with 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 that too um i know again for me your mind fucks with you mm. cuz i for my situation when we was getting to that point my mind started to be telling me things like but this nigga can go get his boys they can come after me mm. they can do something to my mommy. They can do something to that's true, people that's who true, I that's run. True. Yeah, that's run through your head. That went through my mind. And right up into the last thought that I had was, if I got a deal with him and all his boys, let me make it one less nigga I got to worry about. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and no, I know, but, I, but did like, you you have to think like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, See, now watch this. Go ahead. Sorry to cut you off. No, man. And I remember, I remember this, but they, they always... You hear this, you hear this, you hear this over and over again. All right, scenario. I'll I'll I'll, I'll run a scenario. This because this scenario, as I know it. Intruder breaks into a woman's house. Mm-hmm. She has a she has a she has a daughter upstairs. She's in the kitchen. All right. Intruder's a burglar. He is in the kitchen with her. Mm-hmm. The knife is by her, but she is so afraid that she's unaware of her surroundings. Mm-hmm. Okay, she doesn't think to pick up this knife, mm. but Truda thinks to pick up the knife, mm-hmm. and Truda kills her. Mm-hmm. All right, that's violence. Yes. Okay. Who knew how to use violence better in that situation? Then Truda. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, if she had known how to use violence better in that situation, mm-hmm. she may be alive to talk about that's it. That's a good way. And that's mm-hmm. all it comes down. To. Yeah. That's all it comes down. To. It, it comes down to look. That's how you got to think I'm not it, saying yeah, you do, do. I'm not I'm not saying my life is more important than this person's life. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is my life is more important to me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to die. Exactly. Especially if especially if you're not in the wrong. All right. If you are not in the wrong, ain't no reason because he ain't gonna let me kill him. No, no. Why must I let someone, why must I let someone kill me? Because no. I feel as though I should take this person's life. You like I, I never said that. I never understood the mindset. It's like, look, if it's between, if it comes down to me and you, buddy, it could be you. Exactly. You're right. That's the way. That's how you got to think about it. I think that's the best way to think about it. it. Yeah. You. I go. I will have to deal with whatever trauma, whatever uh, mental issues come from that. But mm-hmm. I could be alive to deal with that. Yeah. All right. My mom. I, I can still be able to go hold my girl. Mm-hmm. I can still be able to hold my mommy, kiss up my mommy. I might even appreciate life more after that. You do actually. But, I am not, I am not going to be so caught up in, oh man, shoulda, woulda, coulda. No, that ain't happening. Mm -mm. This boy got a knife or he trying to take my life. Nah, that that, that ain't happening. If it come down to it, come down to that, I could just have to deal with all the counseling that comes after. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I, 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 I could be alive. I kid you not. I could be alive to have this conversation with you. Yeah. I'll tell you this too. Um, when you sit down, again, for me personally, after my situation happened, when you sit down and you reflect on it, it dawns on you how easy it is. Mm. And that could kind of mess with your mind a little bit. Power dynamic. Yeah. Yep. And um, you never really get over it. Mm. Um, you do have to keep telling yourself 
it was me or them mm-hmm. and it it you're never really the same after that you can't you know you, you're not the same yeah. after that and there's no way you will ever be the same i i i know for i, I i'm gonna sound like a psychopath saying this mm. but most people when that situation happens they normally get remorseful mm. oh my god i took someone's life i couldn't believe that for me mm. that was a high that it was you felt it, that power yeah i felt euphoric in that moment that power yeah that yeah power. see that thing about that power that power is addictive I, I, oh that that's intoxicatingly yeah, yeah. addictive yeah that's why it's so easy to be a bully. Like it, you could be a bully, and you just feel that it, power, it, bro. And and it it if you don't get a hold on it, you start putting yourselves in situations to try and do it again. Yep, you need to be in. So it it is a for me. I will be spending the rest of my life fighting that. Mm. So like Gio mentioned, you don't even. I don't like to necessarily fight in a street situation mm. because I know what it is to get there. Mm-hmm. Ain't gonna be no long talking. Ain't gonna be no Yamadas and Yamada. No, I was trying to get back to that feeling. Yeah, and I understand that. Cause like when you know, especially when you know stuff, mm-hmm. like sometimes like I had this friend, and I might be like that sometimes, but like we go out sometimes, mm-hmm. and he like he'd warm up before going out. Mm-hmm. He'd warm up. Yeah. Like, and he'd be like, like he can't wait. He's waiting for something to pop off. Like he wants yeah, something to pop off. Another one that bites the dust. That's how he is, right? But because he's addicted to that that feeling, Mm -mm. that you know that feeling when you in a crowd and everybody watching, they screaming, "World star!" You, that's one on the ground. (laughs) I am, I am the complete opposite. Yeah, I am the complete opposite of that. And I'll I'll let you know. I remember the first time, the very first time, not even the first time. Yeah, the first time I, I knocked someone outside the ring, I rendered this person unconscious. Mm. All right. After that initial feeling of, wow, I won. It's my first knockout. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And I stopped and I looked at my opponent and he was still on the ground. Mm-hmm. Still on the ground. Could not get up. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yo, that's scary. It is. Because... I don't care. I don't care what anyone says. And I was telling, I, I told, I told a friend of this mine. I was like, you know why fighters hug their cornermen and all that stuff before they go in the ring? Cause that could be your last time, right yes, there, bro. Yeah, that's real talk. Like, you may not walk back out of this ring. Mm-hmm. It's like a final goodbye. There's like no, but I was like, you. Yeah, shit. Oh. All right. I sit there, I was looking at, I was like looking at, wait. And what was scary about it was after I had knocked him out, he came too. I was like, all right, good. Thank God. He mm. was up for a second mm-hmm. before he went back. And Ooh. I was just like, yo. This now imagine. Mm. Exactly. Now, and I always I always put it like this. Imagine if this was just a regular person mm-hmm. that tried to stop me. A mm. regular person who mm. tried to fight me. Mm. Do you think they would be alive after taking that day? I know because this dude trained mm-hmm. to take a punch and he can't take it. Exactly. This, yeah. person, exactly. this person is trained to take a punch, mm-hmm. trained to take this damage, and he still couldn't take it. Mm-hmm. So my some feeble, watered down, I think I'm bad person, mm-hmm. no technique, no how to throw a proper punch, taking it on the chin. Mm-hmm. He might have. All right. 
But even even so, right? You might, again, in my situation, if you aim for the chin, but but you end up in the temple. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, exactly. So you that we all know, strike there hard enough. That's death. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a there's a UFC heavyweight or mm. light heavyweight called Anthony Smith. Mm-hmm. Light heavyweight. He yeah. got he, or middleweight or something like that. He got in a fight with an intruder mm. like a couple of days after his fight, mm-hmm. right? Um, maybe it was before his fight. And this dude, he said this dude was like 160 pounds. He weighs like. In his off time, like maybe 220, 230. Mm-hmm. He said this dude took everything coming, bro. He said he was he said he was scrapping it out in the kitchen with him, bro. Like he couldn't believe it. Like this dude would take Adrenal- a punch. Adrenaline is a bitch, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he said this dude was taking everything coming. So you can I don't know, you can't be fooled in these streets, bro. No, no, I understand that. Some of these fishermen and some about fishermen. Yeah. Some about some of these fishermen, they they, they strong, bro. Boy. These divers, yeah, anybody who I see dive, they strong. Boy. No. I, Kind of strength. I, 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 but I just don't like for me because I know and I tell people this I was like every fighter every top level fighter it comes a point where they sit down and they think to themselves like wow I really could kill someone yes yes, yes. So, knowing what you know exactly self realize you, you really think of it. and I tell everyone I say but the more you most people that I've come across most fighters that I've come across mm. the more time they put into fighting the less they want to fight outside of it. Every exactly. elite fighter I've come to has, has, has is like that. Every yeah. elite person I've, yeah. I've met, they're like that. When you talk they're about the like, more, yeah, the lower level, mm-hmm. they want to fight in the streets. But the elite people, no, yeah. uh-uh. I see they realize, yeah. and you spend so much of your time fighting throughout the day. Yeah. You're like, bro, I I tell everyone, I say, boy, I'm happy that ever since I started this, I've never, I've never had an altercation while I've been a knock on wood, whatever. Since I've been doing this, mm. I have never had so much as someone say boo to me mm. while I've been out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just because it's an air around me, a demeanor or whatnot. Maybe people well, it, know enough about YouTube, me. YouTube, bro. YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's those right. things and it's also um, not putting yourself in a situation. So, for example, okay. you come off, you, you leave in the club, it's 2 o'clock in the morning, you want a bear, you drive past the bar. You get in front of the bar. It's 50 niggas at the front door. I'm home. sorry, bro. The bear ain't that serious. No. Yeah. But the average nigga, but niggas ain't gonna fucking touch me. And they go in there. Yeah. They brush someone the wrong way. And then yeah, you don't even it goes left. In situation. Yeah, like you said, you don't even put yourself exactly. in a situation. I just go home. Like I the average behavior nowadays, when they hear a fight, they run to it. Yeah. Me, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, okay. I just yeah. be like, let's go. Let's go yeah, the next way. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? I, like I, I can see I can see it on Facebook oh, yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying? Man. Somebody record. Let's go. That's oh, I gotta be a part of that. So, yeah, I, I just, jeez. I pray to God I, I never have to get to that situation. Mind you, I know what it is that I'll, I'll do in that situation. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I pray. I pray and hope that I am never in that situation. Yeah, the, the one, of, one of the last things I will say is um, when you get put in that situation, it's like your mind is like a child with candy. You, yep. you, you think I could try this choke now? You think I could try this break now? You think I could try <laughs> oh, yeah. this lock oh, now? You think yeah, I could... Oh, and this nigga let's actually... Show the, let's show the crowd. <laughs> you, you know? So, <laughs> man, Brother Gio... Good, that's, that's good for you. 
Brother Jail, I, I want to thank you, sir, for taking the time out to talk to us today. We really appreciate it. Something tells me uh, wow. we, we're going to have to do this again because there's some questions we didn't oh, get yeah. to. Most definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. So, but before we go, I want you to tell the persons out there how do they find you on social media. All right. So, you can check me out on Instagram. That's MoFire MMA 242. M O F I R E MMA 242. Um, you can hit me up on Facebook at MoFire Johnson. Um, if you're trying to book some sessions, you can always WhatsApp me. That's 565 6591. You know, give me a ring ding a link. <laughs> All right. We're definitely going to put. Uh, your information in the show notes um, when we release this episode. So, thank you again to Giovanni Mofia Johnson for joining us today on the Killer Instinct podcast. Today's topic was anatomy of a fight. And also with us today, my esteemed co-host, all the way from all the way. Omar Al-Assad, a.k.a. Omar 100. Say bye to the people, sir. Hey, all right, my guys. We out. We out. We got to hit We gotta hit the street before lockdown. I playing tags with the cops again like I'm some criminal or something. You know what I mean? All I want to do is go outside, you see? Everything cool. Yeah, you see? Yeah, yeah. So we will see you all next time on the Killer Instinct Podcast, and we are out.